Hey everybody, great to be back. This is the Fun With Crypto podcast. I'm Phil and this is Season 2, Episode 1. We're uh, starting back up again. It's now January 2019 and I hope everybody had a, uh, you know, a great holiday season and, you know, obviously I wish everybody, you know, Happy New Year and all the best in 2019. It's definitely going to be an interesting, uh, an interesting year and I can say just over the holiday season, the amount of developments that have occurred, at least in, in BTC and in Lightning, have, uh, have gotten me excited. So we definitely have a lot to cover for, uh, for this episode coming back. And a couple of the, uh, here, let's go over here and take a look at some of the, uh, some of the topics that, uh, that we're going to cover. I did a couple of transactions with my Lightning node to purchase... You know, I know we, we always talk about, you know, holding on to BTC and everything like that. But at the same time, you know, you kind of want to be a little reckless and you want to go out and you want to buy things with your BTC. So, you know, small purchases, you know, stickers and stuff like that. I got a couple of stickers from the uh, Kazahodl team paid for with Lightning. And I went, I then went over to, uh, to Blockstream and bought some stickers and a shirt from Blockstream using their BTC pay server. Uh, I did not use Lightning for that one. I used BTC, but again, I, I'm just doing it to, um, you know, to actually go through the motions and see what the experience is like. And I gotta say, the experience is awesome. Anyways, more on that after. So yeah, we're gonna take a look at the uh, the transactions that I did. Uh, we're also gonna talk about Tally Coins or Tallyco.in, which uh, which is pretty cool as well. And we're I had talked about Tippin.me last time. I actually signed up for an account and I got my first tip, which was pretty cool. You can actually send somebody one Satoshi, which I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, everybody talks about, you know, the cheap transaction fees and how all these other blockchains are gonna, you know, do so much better than Bitcoin. Well, here we are, layer two solution on top of Bitcoin using Lightning and we are sending very minimal amounts for next to nothing. So it's here. <laughs> Anyways, we're also going to do a little review about the uh, the Celsius network, which I had discussed, I believe, in the last episode or episode 11. Um, I, uh, I moved some money over into my Celsius network wallet, and I just wanted to go over that with everyone. We're also going to take a look at a couple of, couple of links over here at Hedera.com, and we're going to discuss a little bit about the Trezor and Ledger hack um, that occurred. So anyways, we got a lot going on. It's great to be back, and like I said, I hope everybody had a great holiday season. We're going to be switching it up a little bit this year. We're going to get into some interviews. I spoke to a couple of people in the crypto community that are excited to uh, to get on and uh, you know have a couple of chats with me, so I hope you guys are going to enjoy it. Anyways, let's get started with Season 2, Episode 1. Alright, so my... Uh, my lightning payment adventures and um, my BTC pay server adventure. So that was, um, I, I, did, uh, I did the first transaction with uh, Kazahodl and I uh, bought myself just, you know, two stickers. It was possibly one of the easiest buying experiences that I had. I mean, you just go through the normal, you know what I mean? They, they have a, you know, a nice website, you add the items to your cart, you go and check out and you choose lightning. And essentially what they do is they give you a lightning payment code. So if you have a lightning wallet or a lightning node, in my case, I'm using my Kaza node. So I go over to the Kaza node and I go to send money 
um, by you know going through the Lightning interface and I go to send a payment. And when I do that, I simply paste in their payment code. And what's really cool about it is, is that, so I don't know how many BTC transactions um, most people or most listeners out there have done. Um, but in most cases, I've had to specify, or I'd have to say in every single case I can think of prior to Lightning, I have had to specify the, um, the actual amount of BTC that I'm sending. Um, with these Lightning payment codes, you paste in the code and the code contains the amount that you need to send. So it's really just you're pasting in a code and you click send. And I, I'm pretty sure that less than three seconds later, um, my payment confirmed and my transaction was complete. So that was pretty amazing. Uh, I was really, really impressed with that. And I really liked how easy that was. And, and I know to probably to a person who, you know, doesn't really care so much about crypto and for some reason is listening to this podcast is thinking, you know, well, what's so special about this? Why does anyone care? This is all being done outside of our traditional banking system. This is all done outside of the traditional fiat system. That is what is so marvelous about it. it it's a transaction between two parties that goes through seamlessly and each party gets exactly what it is that they thought they were going to get. And they did this without counterparty risk. So that's what's beautiful about it. Actually taking this into your own hands and quote unquote being your own bank. Anyways, so that was, uh, that was my experience with the, uh, the, Lightning, with the, uh, the Lightning node um, and purchasing the stickers from Kazahodl. Um, in, uh, when I went to Blockstream, I decided to pay with the BTC pay server or just with BTC not using the Lightning network. Um, and again, my experience was fantastic. I just, you know, you follow the prompts, you add the items to your, your cart, and then you go to checkout. And in their interface, they give you an option to choose either Lightning payment or Bitcoin payment. So I chose Bitcoin payment. You get forwarded over to their BTC pay server. Um, they give you a certain amount of time before the transaction expires and you would have to essentially redo the transaction again. And again, I, I mean, I, I just simply had to go. I copied their address, typed in the amount of BTC. So in as opposed to the lightning payment where the amount was specified in the payment code, when it came to making a payment with BTC, I had to specify the BTC amount. Not that I really care. That makes no difference to me, but I'm just pointing out the difference in the transaction style. And again, um, I made the transaction and, it, you know, within seconds, uh, I got confirmation of my transaction. So, you know, a, a lot of the uh, a lot of the, the FUD that we hear about, you know, with these, oh, you know, it doesn't scale up in real world and, you know, these transactions aren't fast enough. I, I really think that these are coming from people that have never done Bitcoin transactions. Um, I, I just can't see if they did through these interfaces, um, then I believe that they would have had a, a different a different user experience. Anyways, um, so that's my uh, that that was my fun little experience with the uh, the two different uh, you know the BTC and the Lightning payments. Okay, moving on to Tallyco.in. So um, essentially. Uh, Tallyco.in describes itself as an alternative to Patreon and GoFundMe. It's essentially fundraising um, through Bitcoin. And uh, I had my first experience with it over the holiday. There was, uh, I, I sincerely apologize, I don't remember the, uh, the person's name on Twitter that was uh, essentially uh, posted a link 
um, to a story that they were writing. And it's pretty interesting. So you read the first couple of lines of the story and the bottom line is, is that, okay, well, if you want to continue reading the story, then, you know, make a donation. And I think the donation was something like a thousand uh, sats, um, which comes out to, I believe, uh, well, I mean, at the time, I, I believe it was like six cents, seven cents, something like that. Anyways, um, could be totally wrong about my conversion, but really, who cares? Uh, you're not listening to me for math anyways. And if you are, then you're in big trouble. So, um, yeah, so it was like something like maybe seven cents, uh, that, that, uh, that I sent. And, um, it was, uh, it, 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 look, you know, again, it was pretty interesting. It was super fast. It was a, you know, super fast payment went through really easily. And, you know, it's a, it's a good way to, um, you know, to, to help move the, uh, the community along so that I'm saying that they are trying to do a, an alternative to Patreon and GoFundMe, um, on that note, there's a, there, there appears to be another player that is um, also working on an alternative to Patreon, which is Bitreon. Um, and um, they've, right now, I don't believe the platform is live as of this recording, um, but I know they're not far from, uh, from launching. So anyways, I'll, uh, I, I'll post links to, to it in the, uh, in the show notes. So anyways, tallyco.in, very, very interesting uh, fundraising platform through BTC. Um, definitely, definitely cool. So, all right, the Celsius Network. So I, I'd like to clarify a statement that I made um, in the episode where I first introduced it to everyone. I, um, I had said that you had uh, access to your private keys through the Celsius Network um, app, and that is false. I did some more digging. I looked around. I cannot find anywhere where you have access to your private keys. Um, and... So I then went on their Telegram to ask for help, which unfortunately, um, to this day, I still have not gotten a response. So I'm probably going to follow up with them again. So I just want to warn people, um, you know, even though, don't get me wrong, it seems legitimate. Um, it's supposed to be a Bitcoin savings account. Okay, this isn't like BitConnect where you go out. There's no, there's no referral links or anything like that. You don't go out and find other people to keep paying you. Um, so it seems to be a legitimate savings platform. Um, and I just want to warn everyone that I don't see anywhere where you can get your private keys. Um, so if, if anybody else is using this platform that is listening to this podcast that does know where you can locate those private keys, please let me know. And that way I could share it, uh, with everyone. Um, because as of right now, I, I cannot find this. So just a clarification on that. Now, a little bit more info. So what I did was, was that I put approximately 9% of a Bitcoin um, on in that wallet. And after the first week, um, I believe I was given uh, 40 cents USD worth of BTC as a, um, as, as a, I guess, a, an interest on my balance. Um, so anyways, it's totally not outlandish. It's approximately 5% a year. Um, so, and I think what's interesting though, is, is that, so they presented to you in, in USD value, but you're, you're being paid the Satoshi amount of that BTC value, uh, of that USD value. So let's say they're going to give you 40 cents worth. Well, they're going to give you 40 cents worth of Satoshi's or BTC at the time. So that that's just something to uh, to pay attention to. 
Um, yeah, so Celsius network, um, I like it, but like I said, cannot find where I can get my private keys and have not gotten a response to it. So uh, I'm just going to give that healthy, you know, be warned if you put your funds there and they all disappear. And I'm not trying to discredit the platform in any way. I'm just being transparent with my experience. So moving on to uh, another project I was looking at, um, I'm going to post a link to it in the show notes, Hedera.com. It's Hedera Hashgraph platform, and essentially they describe themselves as the following. The Hedera Hashgraph platform provides a new form of distributed consensus, a way for people who don't know or trust each other to securely collaborate and transact online without the need for a trusted intermediary. The platform is lightning fast, fair, and secure, and unlike some blockchain-based platforms, doesn't require compute-heavy proof of work. Hedera enables and empowers developers to build an entirely new class of decentralized applications that were never before possible. Okay, so it looks like it's another type of cryptocurrency that is not based on a blockchain. I don't really know that much about this project. I um, I just found it interesting because it wasn't um, it wasn't something I had heard of before. So I'd started to uh, to do some research into it, and essentially what you can do is you can sign up right now, you can join their main net. I don't believe that um, it's actually... They've got early access to the main net, but I don't believe the main net is live, and if you join the main net, um, essentially the, uh, you can get, you can earn their, their coin, which is called an H-bar, um, so if you go and uh, create a portal login at their Hedera website, join the community testing program to help test the mainnet, you can receive HBAR earnings for your testing efforts. And of course, if you're a developer, uh, you develop a decentralized application with the Hedera Hashgraph platform. So it, it kind of sounds like another, you know, obviously it's it's like another alternative uh, to uh, to Bitcoin or blockchain. Uh, sorry, that's that that's a terrible there is no or there <laughs> so it, it's just uh you know it's another alternative i'd say to the blockchain um not to bitcoin necessarily and it, it kind of seems to be like another and i'm probably insulting it uh it seems to be like another dap platform like ethereum so you're gonna have this base layer uh platform that you could then build applications on um and i guess monetize those applications Either way, I'm going to post the link to it for people that are interested. Um, I, I would obviously, you know, it comes with the caveat, do your own research. I, I really don't know much about it. It just seemed interesting, so I figured I'd mention it. So moving right along to the uh, to the Trezor and uh, the Ledger hack, um, for the people that are familiar with the show that went on, the uh, 35C3 show, Wallet.Fail um, was able to demonstrate how they were able to, and keep in mind, they had to have physical access to both the Ledger and the Trezor to make this possible. But they successfully demonstrated how they were able to um, access the, uh, how they were able to access the Ledger. Um, and they were able to, uh, to access, well, they were able to sniff a pin off of a Ledger and extract the mnemonic seed um, and pin from Trezor Ram. So it's really, really cool. I am going to post the link to their talk um, because I think that that's probably the best link about this information. Um, yeah. So again, you know, I, I mean, Paper Wallet is, is still probably the best. 
um, because you can then buy a steel wallet and burn the paper wallet. <laughs> but, hey, look, you know what? There's no 100% surefire way to secure your money in, you know what I mean, in the material, on the, like, in the material world, you know, like your dollar bills. People could still come and rob you. So, you know, it's the same thing with crypto. So with crypto, you got to have the good security practices, like actually, uh, you know, talking about security practices, my, um, for, uh, for Christmas, my, uh, my wife got me a, a steel wallet and... That is essentially a wallet with, uh, it has 24 four-letter slots, and you put in the four first letters of each of your seed words, quote-unquote your mnemonic phrase. And that way, you could then lock it with a padlock. So, realistically, um, okay, so fire isn't going to be able to, you know, to burn it unless it's jet fuel, um, but I, I don't intend on having my wallet, um my steel wallet with me on an airplane uh well specifically a jet i've never been in a jet and i have no intention of going in a jet so i should be okay with you know with uh, jet fuel you know burning the wallet which shouldn't happen um but i mean otherwise what it's you know it's it's made of steel the worst that can happen is is that eventually the um all the letters are they're, they're all um imprinted so they're not um, they're not printed with a coating, which means it can't scratch off. So unless somebody manages to open the wallet, hammer out every single one of those little letters, which I don't understand why they would go through all of this, it's it's to me anyways the most indestructible way that you could secure your funds. But again, nothing is a hundred percent, and if somebody is determined enough to you know to hack you or to steal your funds. Given enough time, given enough talent, and the right tools, eventually they may reach their goal. Um, so yeah, I'm going to post links to the uh, uh, to that talk by uh, Wallet.Fail. Definitely really interesting stuff, and it's again, it, it's just important to uh, to stay informed. And I think the uh, the final thing I want to mention, which I, I didn't um, I didn't mention at the beginning of the show. So there's a person in the community that I've I've watched um, I've I've read every I mean every single one of her posts that have ever come across my feed I, I always read whether it's on Twitter it's on Facebook and that's uh, that's Ash Rolston um, definitely a huge shout out to her so she she has a website uh, which I'm going to post the link to on uh, in the show notes uh, called Cryptic.com and. Um, not to misrepresent the uh, the website, so I I believe that she uh, she offers courses, uh, programming courses, teaching people how to program on the blockchain. And I would say if anybody can, if anybody um, could be a source of um, of good, trustworthy knowledge, um, it's her. I, I I could say um, her posts in Crypto Coin Trader are always objective. They they are always even you know what they you can see like it's like the emotion is taken out of it and you're left with the um you're left with all of the facts and that's really what you need when it comes to cryptocurrency because there are so many opposing views and it's just really refreshing to see someone being honest and displaying or explaining the research that they've done honestly um and she gets a lot of backlash for it i mean there are lots of people that the last thing they want to hear is the freaking truth <laughs> so so she does get a lot of backlash but i mean it's it doesn't matter because what she's saying is 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 true and the problem is is that when you're 
you know, when you're in a discussion with somebody who is doing nothing but researching facts and coming up with um, true data points that have solid arguments behind them, I mean, you're, you're just, you know, you have no choice. If you don't have that same caliber coming up against that person, then you are going to go into ad hominem attacks and just lower forms of argument, um, which is usually what people end up trying to do. Now, my reason for mentioning her, though, um, which I have asked her to be on my podcast because I would like to interview her, and she has expressed um, some interest, so that's cool. I'm really hoping I will get Ash Rolston uh, to come on. But... Um, she wrote a book called Too Broke for Bitcoin, and I read it over the holidays. It's an 80-page book, very short. It's $8. I definitely suggest um, anybody who wants to get into the space and doesn't know how, anybody um, who doesn't know how they can contribute or thinks that they can't, this is definitely a great book for you because she goes on to explain all the different type of angles that she has experienced and researched in the crypto space and how to you know how to successfully be able to build yourself up and not only that but to build up a a portfolio from nothing so that's pretty amazing because you know a, a lot of people coming into this space you know not everybody has the same resources so you know, it's it's like not everybody's blessed with a, a great, you know, a great job, a great career where they, you know, or I shouldn't even say that because that's not necessarily the truth. Some people are blessed with that and they just don't know how to save a buck. Okay, so let's just say that some people are just not able to save properly. And as a result, um, they are not able to put money into these kind of things um, that they want to experiment with and that they want to try with and, and, and get to know. You know, so um, and then there's some people that are just look, you know, I, I don't want to put money into this, but I want to get to know it and I want to be a part of it. Well, her book definitely helps you get into that and it gives you many different angles and it's 80 pages of researched information that is helpful, not fluff. So I definitely suggest everybody check it out and I am going to post a link to it in the show notes. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us for this episode back from the holidays so everybody out there in crypto land take care have fun be safe and most of all learn experiment be reckless catch you all next time